Father, we acknowledge your presence in this place this morning. Lord, we are not massively with our worship. From the depth of our being, we worship you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. As we're worshiping, I heard many stars rising. Many stars rising. Many stars rising. Many stars rising. The rising stars. The rising stars. The Bible says the righteous shall shine forth as the brightness of the firmament. The righteous shall shine forth as the brightness of the firmament. And they who turn men to righteousness like the stars forever. Rising stars. Those who turn men to righteousness like the stars forever. Now here the Lord says, you want to shine as the stars, you want to rise as the stars. Turn men to righteousness. Be an ambassador of righteousness. Be the voice of righteousness. Proclaim everywhere you go righteousness. And you will shine as the stars forever. Glory be to your name, Lord. Can we jam our hands together for the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Please have your seat. If I have my way, this will have just turned to a worship service. But I, I believe there's something coming up and I'm, I'm expecting everyone of us to be part of it. On the 25th of this month, starting from the 24th. 24th is on a Saturday. From the hour of 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Sunday morning. I'm going to be here for six hours prayers. We are going to pray for six hours, non-stop. And by 9 a.m. of that Sunday, 25th of July, to 3 p.m. of that Sunday, we are going to be here for six hours of praise and worship. Listen, let, 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 me, let me say something to us. It is not because we are just full of activities. We are not. But because we understand that the engine of every man's life is his spirit. How good your engine is will determine how far your vehicle will go. So we can say that how good, effective a.m. Okay, we're starting 8 a.m. You know, we're going to do normal, but normal service, but it's going to be all praise. How good and efficient your spirit is will determine how far you go in life. One of the core of our call as believers is that God wants to build us up. First Peter chapter 2 verse 5. He wants to build us up as spiritual houses. I was telling the workers in the morning, that from my own little understanding, a spiritual house is what I call Elei Shoagbara. God wants us built up as spiritual houses. The place where his power finds expression. You know, we were looking at the story of the children of Israel in 1 Samuel chapter 1, chapter 2, when they were in the battle with the Philistines, and it seems as if the Philistines were having upper hand. They consulted among themselves. They said, let us bring, let us go and fetch the ark of the covenant of God, which was in Shiloh. Bring it into the camp. And as soon as the ark got into the camp, this ark was made of wood, only gold-plated. Wood, gold-plated. But God instituted that that ark would be his place of residence. 
Because in the Old Testament, there was no way God could reside in men because of our sinfulness. So he asked that, I want to dwell among these people. I want to show forth my power in their midst. I want the world to know how powerful I am. So he said, get me a wood and plate it with gold and let it represent my powerhouse. When the powerhouse of God got into the camp, all the children of Israel shouted. And the Philistines had their shout. And as why are they shouting in the camp of the children of Israel? They said the ark of the covenant had entered. Ah! They said, alas. God has come into their camp only by a wood. Who will deliver us from the hand of this God? Only a wood. But here in the New Testament, there is no wood carrying the power of God. The power of God is residence in human beings. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 2 verse 5, God is building you up. The essence of God calling you to himself is not only to bless you, but to build you up to be the custodian of his power. So that when you enter into a place, power has entered there. Anywhere you go, it is a manifestation of his power. Excuse me, sir. It is not only for us to read in the Bible. It is for us to experience in our life. All these programs that have been put together is for your building up. And I will encourage you to be built up. Because if you are not empowered, you will be disempowered. There is no stagnation. There is no sitting in the fence in life. Is that that you are powerful or you are not powerful? Is that that you are the victor or you are the vanquished? There's no in between. It's either you are above or you are beneath. There's no I am at the middle. It is among men. When we are trying to look at our class, looking at the social certification of class, now say we have the upper class, we have the middle class, we have the lower class. In the things of the spirit, there is only upper class and lower class. That's why God said, I am not interested in those who are lukewarm. What did he say we do to them? I will spit them out of my mouth. Is that you are cold or you are hot. And in the world we are in today, excuse me, sir, it's better you are hot. It's better you are hot. Or else, the wind that is blowing, strong men in the physical, even financially strong, without strength in the spirit, they are shivering. In the name that is above every other name, this wind will be what you will leverage upon to soar into greater heights. In the name of Jesus. This is a special service and I'm not going to be talking for too long. Join me as you open your Bible to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings. Chapter 2. I'll read from verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 8. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together. And smote the waters. And they were divided eater and teeter. So that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And Elijah said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and ran them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him 
and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? When he had also had smitten the waters, they parted, Ita and Tita, and Elisha went over. May the Lord bless the region and hear you know his word in our heart in the name of Jesus. May I pray quickly for you this morning, whatever your master have done before, you will do more than it. You didn't get what I said. Whatever your master is only if you don't know you have a master. But if you know you have a master, whatever your master, Jesus, did while he was physically here on earth, he said, greater works than this shall ye do. You also will do greater works in the name of Jesus. Brethren, this morning I want you to know that to every man on earth, there are two identities. This month is our month of a new dawn. And God is launching us into the month of a new wave of glory. To every man on earth, there are two major identities. Number one identity is the one life has given to you. The one life gave to you, which is a function of your situation and circumstances in life. The environment you grew from, the parental care and exposure you have had, your educational exposure, your educational background, and some of the challenges and troubles of life both inherited and those that you yourself have become a contributor to. They give us an identity. That identity determines what we assess and what we do not assess. Determines the level of our limitations and our unlimited experiences. Identity that life gave. The second identity was the identity or is the identity you had before you came into this world. Every man has an identity before he came out to this world. Before you are formed by the genetic makeup of your parent, you had an identity. You had an identity in the spirit. You were somebody with God before you became somebody with man. You were first conceived within God before you were conceived within man. Before your father and mother came together in Jeremiah chapter 1. God said to Jeremiah, verse 4, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly I knew you. There is a knowing before you are formed in the belly of your mother. You will be called, your life will align with that knowing. Yo, you didn't get it. That's why your amen is standing on one leg. I said your life will align with who you were before you were formed in the belly. So I knew thee. And before you came forth out of the womb, I set you apart, sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet to the nation. This was a young boy who, when he had that, opened his mouth in exclamation and said, Ha! Lord, behold, I cannot speak for I'm a child. This that you are telling me is too big for me to comprehend. Hear me. When God shows you your identity before this identity you have, you will not show you are hearing yourself. Some of you, you will look at yourself in the mirror. You will say you are hearing something different. Why? Because the identity of who you are in God carries a mark of glory. There is a blessing. There is a command that God released upon you before you came into this world. There was a declaration God has made concerning your life. There is a conclusion that God has made concerning your life. I prophesy over your life this morning as I am full of expectation that it will happen to me as well. That which God has concluded over your life shall come to pass. I said, that, sir, I am bold because the day 
God showed me a man in a market without slippers and pushing a wheelbarrow. I never knew him. He was pushing a wheelbarrow and God said, look at that man. And I looked at him. I said, do you know this man pushing a wheelbarrow is meant to be a king? I tried to look at the man from head to toe. He is a sorry state. God said he's a king. The thought came, the day this man knows he is meant to be a king, he will stop pushing Wibaru. So, there is a knowing that changes your location even before you change location. That knowing is what gives you a definition that eyes does not see until you begin to manifest it. Nothing happens to any man in life without a conception. A woman who is, not, who is not pregnant will not be expecting a delivery. Until that picture. And that is what the enemy is seeking after to ensure you don't see it. I stand upon this exalted altar. That identity the devil is hiding from you. And that's the reason why he's bastardizing your marriage, bastardizing your finances, bastardizing your relationship, and making you feel that you are just nobody. I pray in the name of Jesus that identity will come to manifestation. There is a you before the you I am seeing here this morning. It's a you. Elisha was a farmer. By all standards, a successful farmer. Because while other people were playing with six yokes, he was playing with twelve. Fantastic man. As far as human standard of achievement and accomplishment is concerned, he was doing well. Something happened to him one day. A man passed by and laid the mantle on him. Elijah. And as the mantle of Elijah touched him, he left off all he was doing and began to pour water on the hand of this man who laid the mantle on him. I'm sure every of his member of the Farm Association of Israel said something has gone wrong with Elisha. A successful man turned into a servant pouring water in the hand of a prophet that had no house. You know Elijah doesn't have a house. Anywhere the day ends, that's where he sleeps. Was falling a man going nowhere as far as human standard is concerned. But the day the man to touch that man, the journey of his destiny became rearranged. Sir, there is a rearrangement that the Almighty God is doing in this house this morning. I'm not always afraid of telling people my state. Coming to church this morning, I've been praying, Lord, what will I preach? What will I preach? He never said a single thing. He said, go and hold the microphone. So anything you are hearing from me now, I'm just talking. So you will do well to connect your life. There is a rearrangement because there is a journey many of us are already embarked upon. And we are already convicted that is the way. Well, excuse me, there's another journey that will redefine your destination. Not every direction leads to your divine destination. There's a human destination, there's a divine destination. Human destination have no end. Divine destination have no end. The, two, the, the difference between the two is that divine destination leads you to fulfillment. The two have no end because we will continue to travel until the journey is over. Not that the journey is over like that, but we are tired of journey. Because it's an unending journey. The journey of every man began from eternity, going back to eternity. But the definition of your eternity is what matters here. Sir, I am trusting God that the journey God will rearrange you into will be a journey your children will be excited about going into. Sir, the righteous. Look at David in Psalm 89. He began a journey. His generation became a beneficiary of it. His children's children became a beneficiary till tomorrow. The journey of one man became the celebration of his entire lineage. I am praying for you. 
You see, this message is not a present of bread and butter. It's a merit of settlement of destiny. The journey God is rearranging for you, it will be a journey your lineage will be celebrated. Look at many of us. We are all finding our route. How many of us are following the route our parents gave us? That's if they gave you any direction. Our truth, right? How many of us can boldly say, my family, my parents gave me a direction. I thank God for it. And I will hand over that direction to my children. How many of us can boldly say that? Oh, that will not happen to you. Your children will be excited years after now to say, thank you for my daddy. Thank you for my mommy. They saw the path and we are celebrating them. That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. The man too came and the man saw a rearrangement. After a while, he began to follow Elijah. He started seeing certain things that began to say to him, there's something about you. It was not among the source of the prophet. It was only a servant to the prophet. Those are categories. Praise God. The sons of the prophet called him servant to the prophet because he was not in their category. Not knowing that the destiny he carried is not the destiny of the son to the prophet, but the father to the kings. Oh, you didn't hear that. They couldn't call. They said he's one of the boys. He was not fitting. Do you know many of you, managers... And uh, supervisors are always fighting you and fighting you and fighting you and fighting you. And you wonder, why is the supervisor always fighting me? Why is the manager always fighting me? Why is that they don't hate my God? Excuse me, it's because you are not a secretary, you are not a manager, you are a managing director. The reason why they are fighting is not because you have committed an offense. It's because you are an intimidation to them. What they are seeing, you are not seeing. You are seeing yourself as a clerk. They are seeing you as a threat. No one bothers themselves with a man who does not threaten him. That's why, sir, that's why if the devil is always coming to your house, that means there's something about your life. If you are not threatening the devil, he won't look for you. He doesn't waste his energy. Who wastes his time on an entity? He looks for celebrity to confront. Meaning that the devil is trying to say, Pastor, you don't know all the devils in heaven and in hell. They are fighting me. I say, congratulations, there's something they are afraid of. I hear me. Whatever the enemy is afraid of about your life that has been making them to run up and down to fight you, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Why worry? How you will know is when you are talking to directors, managing directors, they communicate with you well. But you say, yes, sir. But they listen. Meaning there's something connecting you together. Many of us are occupying levels far, far below where we are meant to occupy. And you look at your certificate, look at your exposure, and you look at those who are occupying those places as if they are superior. They are not superior because the superior one has poured in you. There is a grace. There is an identity of superiority. I pray to, for you today, you will discover it. When it was time for Elijah to go up, what Elisha was asking for was, give me a double portion of your spirit. And the man said, come. I am not God. I don't give spirit. Can you say I should give you what I have? I've received it. But I said, well, if you see me when I'm being taken up, it shall be unto you. When the chariot of fire came to take Elijah and he was being caught up, all of a sudden, Elijah said, Father, I see you. I can see the chariot of Israel and the husband. I can see you. And the man of God dropped the mantle. Now, when he dropped the mantle, there is something significant Elisha did, which is worthy of careful note. Before he took the mantle of Elijah, what did he do to his own mantle? Until there is a loss of one identity, another identity cannot be taken up. Two identities, I can't be a man and a woman at the same time. I can't be Alex and Ginodu at the same time. Ginodu is Ginodu, I am Alex. But if I want to lose my identity and take up the identity of Brother Ginodu, I will do a lot of brain draining and brain transformation. Because it's possible. In the world of technology and science, it's possible. 
that all that is in the memory of brother Jinodu can be collected by some sophisticated weapon, equipment, and stored somewhere, and all that is in my brain removed. And incorporated into my brain all that is in brother Jinodu, and take what is in my brain to brother Jinodu. It will look like Jinodu, but it will be like me. Praise God. Because that's in the world of technology and medicine. We know that it's possible. That's why some army soldiers in suffocated countries don't have an identity. It's the identity the country gave them they have. They can't think like themselves. They only think like the country. It lost that identity. Brethren, there is a need for a loss, a change of identity this morning. And so many of us are comfortable with some of the things we do in life. Excuse me, in the Nigeria of today, I can tell you for free. I can tell you for free without mincing words. We are underdeveloped because so many people have no identity. Our environment has not helped at all. Many of us have been raised. We have added years to years. There are certain things we ought to have seen with our eyes when we were little that we never saw. And those things we are meant to see were supposed to create some impression, make some impression on our lives that will lead to some expression through our lives. If not for God that changed my destiny and changed my life. Keep remembering my primary school days. School in Ibadan. We were living in world. I was, my primary school was behind the Agodi prison. IMG, Ibadan Municipal Government. My wife called it Omogugi Omokasson. Anytime I'm going to school, I will see prisoners lining up. I pass through his parts. Where I see a lot of young people who never went to school selling parts in Ibadan before I go to school. In the morning where we are to go to school, if you are not smart, you don't have to jump through the window. You will be late. So at the bus stop, as soon as an empty bus turned, I went out through the window. Some people will pull my leg. I'll say, he's a lie. I have a younger brother. He's so slow, he will go and hide somewhere. The man entered, and the boy is full. Say, my brother is inside. My brother is inside. They will not keep way for him. I said, look at you. It's because I'm here. Praise God. My defense outside my wall is a school for the deaf and dumb. We used to jeez that if you put leaves in your mouth, they will chase you. I experimented with it, they chased me. <laughs> that was where the journey of my life began. If you permit me to speak Yoruba, my Yoruba is conkibado Yoruba. I grew up to get to a place when people are speaking Yoruba, I quickly speak English. In those days, you know, they don't give permission to nursery schools to do most of the mock. And I keep remembering that experience. Oh, God, God, thank you for deliverance. In fact, naturally, by my upbringing, I should be sitting at the back of everywhere I go. Because of the upbringing. They will bring those people. We have uh, Mary Hill. We have, they won't give them. So they will bring. When those people come to school to come and do mock, we will be looking like them as if they just came back from the from heaven, angels. I used to be very stubborn. I will be the only one that will go and speak. I will try go and talk. Because when we are doing exam together, the only thing I know to do in my life, to show them that I'm here, is that when we are doing exam, they say 45 minutes, I'll finish my own in 15 minutes. So I said, have you finished? She didn't know what I was trying to do, that you have intimidated us because you are fine. Me, I'll be dead because I shall be booked. Say, so go and sit down. When I sit down, you know, somebody say, number three, number four. Say, tapere, we had the demo, malo. We started where they teach us mathematics with Yoruba. Okan, kwelu, okan, kiloje, eji. I don't know about your own. But I'm telling you in the world of things, when we, some of us have opportunity to stand before great men, we will look for words in our mouth, it will disappear. It's when we sit down that we discover that the word is in our heart, but it's not just coming out. Because circumstances of life has made a lot of us to believe that we don't have something to say. Excuse me, you have a voice. And the word will hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Every 
other people's voices doesn't look like your own. There's a distinct note that follows your speech. I am prophesying on this altar, leveraging on the anointing on our founder and our daddy Gio. The word is hearing him speak. The word will hear you speak. I said the word will hear you speak. In the name of Jesus. Demand to. Sir, when God decides to change a story, regardless of how terrible it is, he makes a message out of the mess. He wanted to bring Gideon out to glory. Gideon said, you don't know me. My father's house is the least. I am the least in my father's house. And you are telling me about greatness. God said, this mentality has problem. He sent him to his father's house to go and destroy what has held all of them bound. The altar of Baal. He destroyed it and he got his freedom. Immediately, what was it that his father did? His father changed his name from Gideon. What was the name his father gave to him? Bible, eh? Sir? Jeru? Leba? His name was Gideon, no? But he got a change of name. And that change of name connotes a change of identity. That was why he could lead his rest to victory. All of them were in bondage. Excuse me, until there's a change. Satapraishta. Until there's a change of an identity of a Nigerian, you can't change Nigeria. Do you hear what I said? We were in a young farmers, we normally have committee meeting in our young farmers club. One day. I said, Nigerians determines their government. We're only accusing Buhari. We are the product of Buhari. I said, no, 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 Pastor. Why? I said, ah. Every man determines their leader. Give a righteous man to a wicked people, they will kill him. When God gave us Abacha, we were very good, ready for Abacha. Abacha was the man. He dealt with us. Yes, we deserve it. Was he only Babam Gida that stole Nigeria money? Praise God. Was he only Abacha that stole Nigeria money? Let me look at the face of people here, whether they are holding up at that time. Some of them say Abacha's money in their house. Today, people are calling Buhari, Buhari, Buhari. Is he the only one stealing Nigerian money? Some of them are even looking at me. It might not be this church, or some are looking at me on the, you know, we are live streaming, so. And if you are here, if it's true, repent. Sir, nobody will change Nigeria until there's a change of the identity of a Nigerian in him. Sir, become governor today. Your uncle is the first that will tell you to come and build a house for him in the village. How much is your salary? I was in the east. A woman came to meet me. Said, Pastor, I want you to join your faith in my faith. Said, what's your prayer point? Said, my brother is a chairman of a local government. And I know he should be able to build a house for me. And I've been asking to build a house. He refused. Join my faith with your faith so that I can build a house for you. I look at him. How much is the salary of a shaman? Become a counselor today inside this church. The number of people that will be waiting for you outside there will be plenty. The counselor, counselor, I want to pay school fees, 300. Counselor, I want to pay house rent, 500. Counselor, how much is the salary of a counselor? So they are saying that now you are there, you are a thief. So go and steal for us. Truth is very bitter, but we don't want to hear it. Is that not the meaning? You are telling me to join my faith with you so that a chairman of a local government will be there. So where will he get the money? He's so, pastor, join my faith with him, with me, so that he can steal from me. Is that not the prayer point? Maybe I'm not hearing you very well. How much is this guy's salary now? If it's your brother too, will you not say, oh, brother, I want to go to America and follow Jacoba. He married 10 million. How much is his salary every year? If he give only you 10 million. So when he give you 10 million, I say, my brother, he's going in Jesus' name. It will never finish there. <laughs> <laughs> Glory. 
Glory be to God. Can you turn bell? It will never finish. <laughs> Where you took it from, go and take more. What I'm just trying to say in a nutshell is that there's a change that needs to happen from within before there will be an obvious transformation without. Sir, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 11. God says, I know the thought that I'm thinking towards you. That thought is not just a thought that God is, going, is putting together today. He is a, has had a conclusive thought about you before the journey began. It determines the end of a thing from the beginning. Along the line, there might be some alterations. Along the line, there might be some interruption. But hear me, every interruption does not negate the fact that there was a conclusion. Every interruption doesn't mean there was not a conclusion. Don't allow the interruption to take your eyes off the conclusion. Because what you focus your mind on ends up determining who you become. When you focus on the interruption, you become the interruption. When you focus on the conclusion, the conclusion comes to pass. But all of this can only happen when the mantle comes. So this morning, God wants to alter the course of somebody's destiny if he has not yet been altered. Because if God has not altered the destiny of Elisha. Nobody will have known anybody called Elisha in history. He will have succeeded as a farmer. He will have been known among the farmers' association of his village. Not even in Israel. Praise God. Some of us, they don't even know us in our village. But when the... Thank God for Ifewara today. Say that he made a statement. I shook my... Ifemera was not on the map of Nigeria before now. What is Ifewara? It's not only Ifewara, that's Wara. There's somewhere called Iwaraja. They share, they share bandy with Ifewara. They put Ifewara on the map. They did not put Waraja on the map. They are neighbors. But do you know why Ifewara became, was put on the map? Because of one person. How will this person want to tell the government of nations where he's from? They'll be looking for it on the map of night because of him. Let us put it there. So when they're looking for him, they can see where he is on the map. Ah, one man. He would have been the best professor in his university. At most, his ambition was to be the youngest vice chancellor. Let them know him as the youngest. The youngest will always lose the position because there will be another younger. Every human record can be broken by a human being. But every divine record, no one can break. If the journey is the journey orchestrated from heaven, whoever wants to try you will only be an imitator. They can never be the original. That's why I believe God today, God is launching you where you have no competitor. There are always better engineers. Better doctors, better this, better that. But in the journey of destiny, no one can be better than you. You are only the best of yourself. The only competitor you have is yourself. Glory be to God. Lord, give me the identity that you instigated or instituted. That's our desire today. I don't know you. I don't know what he has written. I don't know what he has said concerning you before the journey. Just feel within my spirit that there's something God wants to do today in this house. And he has confirmed it by his visitation. If you know it, you understand the visitation of God. You know God is in this meeting. That's why I'm very choosy about my word. That's why I don't want to put the kind of small, 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 small words into what he has created. I want to speak to him. Let him understand that this guy is not talking about what will only linger for one year, two years, ten years. I am talking about what will linger for eternity. Something that will redefine your story and give you a place among them that matters. How can we be somewhere and we are not known? There are people that matter in what matters in life. Whereas there are some people that don't even matter. Where even was, there is no matter. They don't even recognize it. They don't even know they are in existence. Plenty. We are not meant to be among those people. The few minority that God has marked for distinction, we should be among. Say that you said, what a fortunate generation you are. You are 
a part of the number one in the world. You don't have any other place apart from number one. Ah! I said, may I not be a ridiculous church of God and be like a fool? Who will just go through this church and close his eyes? Every other ministry all over the world comes here to come and borrow a cue as to how to undo this. And we are sitting down here, too familiar with the anointing we are. I will never be a fool. That you said, joy to the wise. Joy to me. I will never be a fool. I went to put it in front of my house. I will never, I refuse to be a fool. I need, sir, you shouldn't be here and be number two. Because there's no number two. Number two is fake, duplicate. You are number two. It means that there's number one. You are only imitating number one. And I found out we're in the world of imitation. Everybody wants to talk like somebody that is happening. That's why you see young people. They are sagging their trousers, not because it's convenient. But because they saw people who sag and they are clapping for them. So they thought that it's by sagging that they are clapping. So if they sag, they will clap for them. Is it convenient to wear trousers with that belt? If anything happens, you want to run, will you run? Now put pants. The day I saw one, the pant was, was, was supposed to be white. We had look at it, but it has turned bland white. He still put it there and was doing like this. I said, what was wrong with this one? Thank God for my principal, Baba Dada, in those days. When I was in secondary school, Bobby Brown was eating. You know Bobby Brown? Oh, sorry. Which generation am I talking to now? How many of us know Bobby Brown? Okay, I know the generation I was in that raise up. Some generation will not raise up. They don't even know Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown used to have a yester. Is it this way or this way? We just go this way. Ah, eating. Now I went to do Bobby Brown to school. <laughs> Our assembly ground is a three-story building. So the principal always tell me to floor. He stood there. You know, Bibi Brown is ready. He just look in that direction. He said, Bibi Come here. Because the man knows me, I will never, I will always enter problems so he knows me. Oh, me glorious. Oh! Now carry my essence. My mother has warned me before. Now this guy said, leave it, man. He's the one in town. That was the day I stopped Bobby, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, you see people. I wanted to look like Bobby Brown because he was in, you know the way, you know the way he danced now. Everybody wants to yell. Excuse me, thank God for God, I will have become fake Bobby Brown. But is my name Bobby Brown? My name is Tabere Olano, you does it correctly. But it's better for people to copy us than to copy them. Don't you think it's better? Ah, we were wearing Kampala Safari. Were you in that generation? In ridiculous years ago, Safari Kampala, short sleeve. You wear short sleeve shirt inside. If your shirt is not short, you fold it inside. You put tie. Everybody wants to be like Daddy Gio. Daddy Gio, stop wearing Kampala suit. <laughs> stop wearing Kampala. The Kampala seller knew something happened to their markets. So we can make a difference in our world. And by this man to coming on you today, because you see, I was, we're not in church on Sunday because we're opportune to be somewhere. A lot of people came from all over the world. And the dad, daddy Joe decided like, look, there is something that needs to be happening. He speaks some word. Let me use the Bible English. Speaks some word. That. Well, he was thinking that these things will happen in 10 years. But the Lord said to him, there's no more time. So there's a need for certain things to begin to happen now. Because there's no more time. Something jumped up in our spirit. And daddy said, no, I'm not just going to retain it with your spirit. I'm going to expand it to wherever you go. And so when we came back, we had to think, who is my own immediate you understand, what do you call it now in politics? Consistency. That should be a beneficiary. The first that came to my mind before you use provisory is MPS. And so we are going to do one thing this morning. And that ends the service. The mantle of Elijah came upon Elisha. There was a change of identity. This is the mantle of God through our Father and the Lord. The mantle of Jesus. I'm telling you, sir. When it comes upon you, something new will happen in your life. But you have to be ready to lose an identity to take up another identity. 
Some of you are thinking that his pastor saying I'm going to stop my engineering business. I'm not telling you because some of my party are looking at me now. No, you can be a wonderful engineer, but there's more to your engineering. Because you know me, I'm, I, I talk about skills. Key, you must be skillful. The two reasons for those who came for the video, why God called the key that makes impossibility possible, the key of David. He's the one that has the revelation chapter 3. He said to the church in Philadelphia, I have the key of David. And I was saying, why should God say I have the key of David? Why should God say he's not the key of Jesus? Why not the key of the Holy Spirit? Why not the key of God? Key of David. And I found out that the two reasons why God made the key that opens and no man can shut the key of David was because David was a man of integrity and he was a skillful man. Two things that God saw. So this morning, before we pray, you know you are not born again. Excuse me, there's nothing we can do to help you. If this man to touch you, if you're an adulterer, you will marry all the women that will put you into trouble. Before you say come, they will, they will, it's one you will call, ten will follow you. If you're a thief, no matter where they keep the lock, you will see it all. So sit where you sit and don't come for this thing. But, in fact, it will not work for you in Jesus' name because if we say you see all the key, you are in trouble. Nobody is safe in this church again. It will not work for you in Jesus' name. Our wives are not safe. It will not work for you in Jesus' name if you are an adulterer. Father, your identity life gave to me. Contrary to your identity. I don't know whether you have found your own identity. If you have found it, that means what the mantle will do is what I call an enhancement. You get what I'm saying? It only enhances it and becomes more obvious. But if you are not traveling your journey, you are not traveling your roots, sir, there's a need for a change of direction. Sir, there's a need for a change of direction. People talk about reincarnation. But there's no confirmation. If I've come to this world before, I can't remember now. If I will come after now, I will not remember. But this one that me, I know I can see Brad Ginodo, I can see my wife, I can see all of you. He's the one I know. I shouldn't gamble with it. Because life of a man should not be founded on probability, it must be founded on precision. I shouldn't talk to you to know where I'm going in life. I must be sure where I'm going in my direction. So that I won't get to a destination, I will not be asking myself, where am I? Some people are getting that at 80, 85, some of them are still asking questions. How did I get here? If I have a chance, if I have a chance, if I have a chance, it's already late. But now there's nobody I'm looking at their faces here that is too late. Shall we rise up on our feet? Now, this is the strategy. Interestingly, myself, my wife, we were there. So we have the male and the female. All the sisters will go in our direction. The way we were positioning it on us, we'll position it on ourselves. All we'll just do is just touch you with it and go. You don't need to touch it. Just touch you with it. Praise God. Hallelujah. I had a voice from God some few days ago. I was vibrating in your house. I quickly opened the bag. I laid it on myself. I slept off. My wife came. I've been the one keeping her home. She came. She landed. She said, ah! I said, yes, the fire is still hot inside. Praise God. By the way, but you know he's carrying it. Don't disappear. Because I've already touched it. Let us let lose our faith tonight. There's a change of identity taking place. So there is a you beyond the you I'm seeing. And that you, as the Lord that has brought us together upon this mountain of the redeemed Christian church of God, is alive. The you that will glorify his name will emerge. That people will say, ah, God is alive. God is real. Glory be to God. Sir, it is possible for such statement to be said because of us. Ah, it's possible that you will see people praying and they say, ah, Allah, oh Allah, no, no, why do that baby? Go ahead, do that me. Ah, it's possible. I've had Allah, no, bad daddy. I've had Allah, no, I've had Allah, no, I've had Allah, no, it's me, my head, Jody, me, Koru, and me. No, sir. My head doesn't refuse that. It's not for pride. It's not for fame. It's because God has found you. God found David. He pours his oil upon his head and make him distinct in his generation. That same God will find you. He will pour his oil upon you and make you distinguished among men. 
before we start, you know you are not born again. You know you don't have a relationship with God. All these things we are saying might sound good, but it will be an illusion. Wherever you are, just raise up your hand wherever you are. You know you want to give your life to Christ. Just put that right hand on your chest as we pray. Put your right hand on your chest. And repeat after me, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the privilege of being invited into your family to become one of your children. Accept the Lordship of Jesus. Please forgive all my sins. Blot out my transgression. Save my soul. Heal my backsliding. Remove my name from the book of destruction. Write my name in the book of life. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I am born again to live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Father Lord, you have had this, your sons and your daughters. Made this confessional prayer as instructed by you. That without man believe unto righteousness and with man confession is made unto salvation. If we will believe in our heart that Jesus came to die for our sins and we will confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. By their confession, dear Lord, please save them in Jesus' name. Wash away their sins and their transgression. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you pray that prayer, just wave your hand to Jesus. If you pray that prayer, just wave it. God bless you. Thank you very much. Please give them this your sleep. Ushers, those who raise up their hand, just look for them wherever they are. Please raise up your hand. They want to give you a decision sleep. God bless you. Please look at those hands and give them decision sleep. We are going to hand over to the choir. They are going to lead us in worship. What Elijah, listen, what Elisha began to do with the mantle was his choice. What you begin to do after now with what you have received is whose choice? Your choice. But if you believe, ah, Baba made a statement. He said, you don't need anything again. After you receive this, go and begin to do whatever you want to do. Ah. <laughs> it was a license. I am telling you. He said, go. Go. Sir, God has helped us in this generation. We have no excuse to fail. I'm telling you, nobody here should fail. So the ushers will help out the women. Mommy, please come to this side. So the men will come towards this side. This is how we positioned it when it was praying for us. And that's how we are going to position it. <laughs> 